down, loaded up and trucking. Are we gonna do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm Eastbound just like no bandit run. Keep your foot hard on the pedal, son, never mind them brakes. Let it all hang out cause we gotta run to make. I'm Bright Guy, your esteemed host, and standing by, my brother from another mother, J-Man, and Will the Thrill, and the uncomparable, the uncomparable, the luscious, the sexy it girl, Brendy. Okay, guys, my road crew, you guys are freaks and geeks. You're listening to us, and we're going to pick up our pickaxe, our shovels, and our drills, and we're going to get to work for you tonight. Okay, and here we go. So, let's ask Randy, how's your week there, girly? Uh, it's been pretty good so far. I haven't killed anybody yet. You know, I thought about strangling on a couple people, but, you know, that's the daily news. <laughs> been sitting here... Mainly chilling at the house, dealing with the critters. But, Jay, so, how has your week been, hon? Oh, it is fucked up. Aww. I have been on the trip from hell, breakdown after breakdown, delay after delay. I am on day number seven from Laredo, Texas. Ooh, yeah. I'm just ecstatic about it. It wasn't good, but it wasn't bad, right? I had a bit of issues in the last week, but I also, you know, just got back from an event two days, so everything was a blessing in disguise. And I hear you got something that uh, is on your ass. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, um, just got this new Serta chair, you know, it's got uh, pocket coils in it, so when uh, when I'm sitting here editing and doing my stuff. My ass isn't going to go numb. You know, my back isn't going to hurt. It's pretty nice. What about you, Brian? Excellent. How has your week gone? Well, the week is pretty good. I uh, spent Thanksgiving with my mom. Haven't done that in about 20 years, so that was just awesome. And, you know, got myself a a good 12-pound turkey, and mom and I had uh, turkey soup and turkey sandwiches for the following week. Other than that, headed up Alabama. Is that right, Brandy? Is that how I say it? (laughs) Alabama. Alabama. Okay. So anyway, I came up from Alabama, and, 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 you know, I got into uh, Calgary, and this morning I discovered, well, actually, i got to say last night a couple things happened, too. I was was going through um, one of the uh, 901... Indian reservations out there, or the indigenous reservations, so i got to be politically correct. And about 12 elk decided to jump in front of my truck. I don't know if you guys have ever tried dodging a dozen elk. I'm telling you right now, it is the scariest thing. They are so f***ing stupid, too. (laughs) <laughs> like I was, I was cooking. I was cooking chicken in my Instapot, and I thought, "Oh no!" I knew exactly what was going to happen. I slammed on the brakes, and sure enough, as God is my witness, that Instapot decided to have wheels, and it came flying by my left foot. 
And I had shades of burning my foot again. I've got to tell you that quick story. Uh, Jay knows all about it. It's unbelievable. But anyway, it only like spilled like a cup out of the Instapot. Now, had that been a slow cooker, my foot would have been gone. And I actually did. I actually did burn my foot with a slow cooker about 10 years ago with another trucking company. And I am telling you, you have never felt pain until you have chicken grease coating your foot. It's, it's, it's an unmeasurable pain. But the guy beside me in the whole hospital bed, he was passing gallstones. So after that, I guess I kind of felt a bit sheepish. <laughs> so, but anyway, that's what happened. And then this morning, uh, to my wonderful surprise, my phone died. And I didn't think I was going to be doing the podcast, to tell you the truth. I had 27% charge on the phone. And I knew right away I had to get to the, the nearest TELUS, my phone uh, company, that I'm with and get myself a new phone. So I got a new phone. I got a huge, huge, instant huge uh, brown pylon shout out. I think you pronounce it Suruji. And she's from the mobile clinic. And this woman was heads and shoulders, five star service guys. Like, not only did she help download all the information on my phone, and there was about 12,000 files, I might add. Okay, which took pretty much all afternoon, but she gives me a, a free phone charger as well, a, a speed charger, and I just I cannot believe the service that some people give you because you can either get really fantastic service or you can get crap shit service. And I do want to give a, a really black shout out to this bitch from Portal, North Dakota. I don't know your name. I wish I did because I would slam your ass so hard on this podcast. You were ignorant. You were condescending. That's, that's, my, that's my, uh, my week. So there we go. So as far as the topics go, I wanted to go over a few of them. I know Brandy's got some great topics. She's going to tell you what we're going to do if we want a million dollars tomorrow. But. She's also going to share you what is your most embarrassing moment. And Jay and I, well, we just picked each each week and we'll find an embarrassing moment for you. We're going to go over some great, great things about conspiracy with cryptocurrency. And I'm going to get into something that's going to be a lot of fun with you guys. What are we going to name our private parts? And guess what, guys? I want to hear what you name yours. <laughs> oh Lord! Okay, got a good topic. So have at it, Brandy. Okay, my topic is my first one anyway. Is if you had won a million dollars today, tax free, what would you do with it, Brian? Well, you know, because I'm a huge pitbull fan. You know, having you know an American uh, bully like Bandit, and I've got two at home, Jewel and Callie. Uh, you know, I thought about this, and I would probably open up my own pitbull rescue, a very reputable rescue in Canada, because there's not many of them. And, you know, basically I, I would hire people that were homeless, that were, you know, uh, give them a job, basically give them a job at my uh, my pet rescue. Something like, you know, the um, who's the lady from New Orleans that's uh, always rescuing pitbulls, guys? What's her name? You know the one I'm talking about? Uh, 
the Via Lobos or how you say that? Yes, yes, yes. Kind of like that, right? And so that that's I'd probably do that. Of course, I'd pay off all my bills. And um, I mean, I know it's only a million dollars, but my wife can make a dollar go very far. I can tell you, I could easily live on a million dollars for the rest of my life. Uh, the, the way my wife handles my bills. So, how about you, Jay? I buy a boat, a big sailboat. What would you call it? Yeah, it's best stay the f- away from me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but that's not going to cost you no million dollars. So, what would you do? Yeah, the fuel would because they still, they still require fuel. So, the hundred thousand dollars for for the sailboat and nine hundred grand for the fuel just to have on board. <laughs> what about you, Will? Well, first thing I would do is I would license a company name. Then, because I, I would have enough money to pay for that, and then I would open up a trust. And through that trust, I would start buying co- uh, items for that company and start making more millions off of that million. Very smart. Very smart. That that is that is King King Will the thrill investment there. <laughs> 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 personally for my personally for myself, I would buy hundred and twenty acres and I would have different size enclosures built and a house built in the middle of it with a huge stable. That way I could take in any kind of animal that was unwanted or needed at home. Whether it be tigers, snakes, spiders, wolf, doesn't matter. If it's a, even if it's a chicken or a pig, I would bring it in and I would have a rescue. You're not going to be like that crazy from uh, uh, Tiger King, I hope. I will not be ti- uh, Carol Baskin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Geez. And my animals will be very well looked after. Okay, okay. So what would, what would, what would we call it? I want to hear what you think we think Randy Zoo. Um, I actually haven't thought about that. The only thing I could really come up with would be the unwanted. Oh, I like it. I like it. That's cool. Okay. Okay. Yeah, not bad. Okay. So, by the way, this is visit number five. If anybody is just tuning in, uh, freaks and geeks, uh, what are you? Are you a freak or are you a geek? That's what we want to hear. And by the way, we want you to give us, you know, a shout out on our email, uh, Sam underscore fairholdings at yahoo.ca. We'll give 1988 at hotmail.ca. Or you can call him King Gip. <laughs> and jpatrickmoore70 at gmail.com. Our Instagram is Highway Freaks. We're on Twitter as Highway Freaks, capital H. Okay? And I also want to mention one more thing before we get into Jay's topic. Bandit and Zephyr's Pity Fund. You can donate whatever you like to this fund. And we are going to help both Pitbull Rescues throughout North America. So if you like what you hear, you know, send us five or ten bucks. And we will put that in the fund. And at Christmas time, we are going to be doing a very special thing that Will will get into later on. Um, he mentioned it to me, and Will, you can certainly tell all our uh, podcast listeners, our freaks and geeks, about that as well. So go ahead, Jay. What uh, what do you want to talk about this week? Well, this little dam, and in, it's been going on since I first started trucking, 89. It's the least purchased a truck from the company. Now, this is the biggest scam in trucking today. 
Like, I mean, it, it's been around for 30 years. Now, there's reputable companies that do have lease to own programs. And the, the, the trucks that you get are, are old, but you get a complete breakdown of every maintenance from the day that that truck was first purchased. You get everything. Now, what's going on with these small fly-by-night companies? What they're doing is targeting new drivers. Okay, hey, man, lease the truck. Why don't you buy the truck? We'll finance you. We'll pay you uh, $2 a mile. i got to interject a minute. There is a company called CR England. They have lease train drive, and they're not small, but so what, why? Okay, when you said that. This is what I'm talking about. That's what I meant. I meant reputable companies. There are okay. reputable right. companies. Okay. VR Angels England isn't a fly-by-night company. No, I but, but here's the thing. Um, okay, here's the thing. You go work for CR England, okay? They, they take you out with the driver. Six months later, you own the truck, okay? They, they get you to drive the truck. Then you become a trainee, so now you're the blind yeah. leading the blind. Correct me if I'm wrong. Well, that's that's something even even worse, but that's news to me. I haven't heard anything about that. I think you mentioned it to me. Yeah, no, it is. That we were just talking. That shouldn't even be allowed. I agree. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry. I don't think anybody, minimum five years over the road before you should even be allowed to teach anybody anything to do with trucking. And not because that driver's a bad driver. It's because... In five years of over the road, he's going to hit every possible scenario. Right, look, look, look what happened at Humboldt. Randy probably doesn't even know about that. Or do you know about oh, what yeah, happened at Humboldt, Randy? Humboldt, Saskatchewan? Mm, nope, sure don't. Okay, well, basically, and this is, this is very tragic, uh, very tragic, but uh, there's this driver, and uh, he was driving a B-train, and... Um, young hockey players from a minor hockey were um, in transit and the two collided and um, yeah. the driver who was a new Canadian uh, he was uh, very inexperienced and uh, make a long story short uh, 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 quite a large number of the people on the bus were killed and, uh, and oh no yeah and um, it was unfortunate because literally a hockey team was decimated in one accident uh, Brian, Brian, that was the one. Uh, it, it, it happened. It happened. Again. It happened a few years ago in Alberta. Uh, oh, that a humble thing. It is serious driver pulled out the front of a bus on Highway One. I think the bus and the bus slammed into it and killed. I think thirteen people on the bus. What's that? Um, that's and, and what they do? Nobody. No, but what happens? Uh, what really bothers me about humble act, and I'm going to be a little morbid, I mean, take away the accident itself, the aftermath of it, son of a bitch that we basically, that, that driver was from HKA, he had no business in here, he wasn't even a citizen, he had no business with a license, but that's neither here, he's in prison. But, oh, wait, wait, I got, okay, but hang on. All, the, all the company did was show that that company is actually still in business today, Absolutely, with the same word. Doing the same worship. Yep. But they changed their name. All they did Under was bankrupted the other company. Correct. And this refuses to do anything. Yeah. And here's the problem. That, that poor that poor son of a 
he he did uh, take owner ownership of this, and you know I do feel for him because they were going to deport him the first time, and um, the owner of the trucking company, I don't think he got much of a, a penalty or punishment at all. Really, you didn't get anything. You didn't get nothing. That's wrong. Well, that is wrong. Period. That's um, wrong. And. You know, I, I don't care. You can call it, you can pull the race cars, you can pull whatever it is. They bring these four factors over here with empty bottles. Like, I don't, I'm not picking on the driver. Everybody's got to have a job and everybody's got to eat. Right. This guy was basically you, and when the shit hit the fan, he would say, throw it under the bus. Absolutely. And that son of a, like, it happened years ago. I remember this one in, in BC. This one happened. I'm not going to say the company. It was a big company. The company's still in business today. It was uh, in Cash Creek. Now, you know how bad the Fraser County. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, the owner of the company decided it would be a fantastic idea to let his 14-year-old son drive the truck. And he called now. He went around a corner and hit a f***ing minivan, killed nine people. Mm. Nothing was f***ing done. No. So, now, um, that. I you know on this on this token, um, I got to give a real you know. There's there's a lot of Indo Canadian drivers out there that are are hotting them. Not picking on them at all, but they're the ones that got to start saying enough. If I say it, I'm just a racist friend. They're the ones that have to come, have to start saying what. But you see, when you, know, you, when you pick, up, pick up the game, here's the thing: when you come from a poverty company. Uh, or uh, country rather, and you, you come to Canada, and then you get a job, and you're making I don't know, let's say fifty cents a mile. Okay, that's like a king's ransom, where they come oh, from. Yeah. and and that's why you get you know numerous family members that are involved with that. Yeah. and um, you know I give them credit for for one thing, they certainly know how to to uh, you know make uh, make make a, a dollar last longer by having three or four families oh, yeah. in the same house. They're not dumb. They're not dumb. But, no, but, they, some of them are ill-trained, and that happens because of some of these fly-by-night uh, companies. So I do agree with you, Jay. Speaking of scams, those are, the, those are the companies. Those are the companies that have to be put, have to, be put to bed. Like, I'm sorry. Yep. That son of a bitch that owned that company shouldn't have been able to own a hot dog stand at the end of it. I know. But sometimes justice is blind. So, speaking of scams, I got a couple. I got a couple more to talk about. And one of them, my buddy, my, my buddy uh, he just recently got divorced, and he, uh, he's been going through Facebook profiles. <laughs> and, <laughs> oh, God, man, he's had quite the stalker. But anyway, he decided to go to Instagram, right? And he thought, you know, I might get something uh, better and not as, as cuckoo for coconuts. And anyway, he... Uh, he kind of hooked up this woman from the, what he thought was the military, right? Because they're using they're using pictures of women in the military now to hook you on these dating scams. Anyway, it was kind of kind of comical because he had a conversation with her, and make a long story short, you know, he kind of asked to see you know a little bit of the titty and that sort of thing, and, <laughs> and you know, and and she basically said, no, no, we can't do this. I'm on the base, right? And Here's the funny part. All of a sudden, there was a pause on the message. 
And she goes, oh, oh my God, the commander has just walked in the room. Oh, I'm in so much trouble now. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to have to let you go. And so she lets the guy go for a minute and or two and, you know, like a brief pause. And it's like, oh, I'm in so much trouble. I'm going to lose my job. I don't know what I'm going to do, blah, blah, blah. And my buddy's just like, oh, God, where's this coming from, right? You know, because of what he's been dealing with. And then the next message that comes over is, oh, I'm going to lose my job. I, and it's uh, I did a fine that's like $1,700, and I'm just hoping that you could pay it, and I'll show you lots of kitty, and, you know, uh, just uh, can you help me so much? The FBI's got your number, and they've got the pictures that you sent me, and they're coming after you. Now, he's Canadian. He's a truck driver, right? So this is so comical from there. And then, of course, my buddy stops the conversation, deletes all the messages, deletes all the pictures he sends, and all of a sudden he doesn't hear from her. Scam. Scam. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. No kidding. I, I get them all the time. I get them all the time. Yeah. I get them all the time. Yeah. And they always, and start, they always start with, hi, handsome, how are you? Oh, I know. You know. <laughs> when, a chick calls, when a chick calls me handsome, the first thing I think of is, man, you need glasses. <laughs> You know, yeah, yeah, no doubt, yeah. no doubt. But they all, they all seem, they all seem to think you're as dumb as a bag of around. Well, think about this, okay? For every twenty that she's got on the line, ten of them are going to bite on that and actually going to help the woman out mm-hmm. because she sent the pictures. Right? Looks like she's in the military. It looks all legit. Brandy could probably testify to this, right? And um, oh you know, yeah, yeah, like and. They probably make just a shitload of money every time. They don't care. They don't care if you catch on. Because there's an idiot on the other end. Like, in the, in the words of P.T. Barnum, there's a sucker born every minute. Sure. Every minute. You bet. Okay. You bet. Uh, Will. You're absolutely correct. Let's, let's hear what you got to say, Will. You had a topic for us. Yeah, well, okay. So, I actually got two. And they both in, involve cyber. But... One of them ties into the event that uh, actually recently just happened. It's an event called B-Sides, and my best friend, Hank Fordham, was actually a speaker. And he explained how a ring can hack a phone. So if you go on uh, Amazon, you get past all of the fake NFT rings. And you find a legitimate seller that sells a legitimate NFT ring. You can attach a exploit to the ring, and the exploit will, like... Okay, say this, okay? If, okay, so Jay, Brian, this question goes for you. So say there was a young girl, and she was she was frantic and crying and asking to use your cell phone, right? All your, right. Your, your, first, your first response, right, is to, you know, help this woman out. Like, okay, you know, I can make the phone call, but then, then I'll give you the phone. But, right. y- you know, the issue with that is, you know, all it takes is this phone, Right? That's called social engineering, right? All it takes is this phone going anywhere near this ring and it triggers an NFC on the phone and you can tap install and this literally affects all Android phones. Like all Android phones, okay? So um Wow not not my new not my new Samsung oh, yeah. Galaxy. Yeah, phone. yeah. It, it it affects every single Android phone on the market. I promise oh, you there is no Android phone that is 
um, not vulnerable. So to the, the only protection people could do for this would be to shut off the ability for your phone to download outside apps from other distributors you know, uh, that, that it's not used to. And this, this goes into a social engineering subject, right? Because, you know, it also ties in, in, into um, some cryptocurrency. You know, there, there's a lot of those platforms that have been, you know, taken over. And, and now, I, I mean, crypto is, cryptocurrency is not the same as it used to. Because everybody got, uh, well, a lot of people got scammed. And, you know, it's by social engineering. So this is just a... A more advanced form, I guess, of social engineering, but it plays with your what's called amygdala. Uh, the amygdala resides in your brain, so I think it's pretty much around the frontal cortex of it uh, of your brain. But see, the example with the girl going up to you frantically asking to to make a call is, uh, I mean, it, it's an extreme example, but it's a totally plausible scenario, right? So I feel like. A take-home of this subject would be to make sure that your phone cannot support the downloads of any outside app. That's plain and simple because once somebody gets a hold of your phone like that, it's done. It's not persistent. So if that were to happen, I, I think you can just shut off the phone and it'll disconnect. It, it, it's what's called a session and it's through a server. So if you if you turn the phone off or e even factory reset, man, I, I would do factory reset right away. But I know I know when I was uh, I was in Colorado about three months ago, and not a word of a lie, someone locked onto my phone, and I could not do all with that phone. Like yeah. so, I had to literally get out of the state. It was the scariest situation. It was like I was just being completely invaded on my phone. That is totally and possible I, with, with with the places that you truck drivers go. That is totally possible. It was scary. Yeah, was so, so scary. Well, um, there's actually a device called the Wi-Fi Pineapple where you can plug this Wi-Fi Pineapple. It's basically a little router. And what it does is it mimics all the other Wi-Fi routers. So... Like, let's say your router is named Shaw1234, okay? This, this router has the ability to copy the name of that router, so Shaw1234, and because you've already set it to automatically connect, right, all the hacker needs is a what's called a deauthentication method, which uh, basically means they take you offline so that your phone will connect again, but when it connects, it won't connect to their network, it'll connect to the hacker's network. And from there on, they can maliciously spread files. And I'm gonna to touch on this subject real quick. Speaking of hacks, there was a, a school in Chicago that was just recently hit with some hacks. And this hack actually leaked more than 600,000 students and 50,000 employees, all their emails and passwords. Now, I'm not gonna name this school. I would just say, that it's in Chicago. And the reason why I won't name this is in the event somebody with malicious intent is listening to this, I don't want them to know that this school's website is, you know, vulnerable. But I will say that if, if there's any school boards listening, don't allow outside traffic into your network. And if you do, have limited access. Don't don't allow all access. I know some systems get lazy and they're like, well, you know, we do, we'll just give everyone access, but there's issues to that because, you know, if, if, you're, if your website's not secure enough, all someone has to do is copy 
who you are, which is basically your certificate for your site, and uh, the information will just pop up right on their screen. So all the emails, all the all the passwords and stuff, right? This can be done by a couple of methods, but one of them that comes to mind right now is uh, called cross-site scripting. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know. If, if, if you were in Chicago and you are you have a child in school, I would highly suggest you change all of their passwords right now because uh, over wow. 600,000 students is a lot, and there's, o there's over 50,000 employees. So you can imagine what kind of trouble that would cause. Well, I mean, uh, I wanted to ask Brandy, have you ever been hacked, Brandy? Actually, no, I haven't. I'm very good about not clicking on links. That I do not know where they go. I don't click on stuff like that. I don't go into websites I don't know of previously. And I don't accept messages from just randoms without going and doing my research on the people. Same goes for pictures, by the way. Uh, yep. People can do what's called steganography and yes. hide a link inside the picture. When you click on that picture, it will infect everything. So just be wary of that, too. Yes. Once you do a controversial pic, it can be out there on the internet. You know what? Then I'm going to take a picture of my butt tonight. <laughs> <laughs> we're a baby. Send it to Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> Even with the other wild. Oh, don't get me started with that little <laughs> Okay. So, yes, I was going through the internet, guys, on my road crew. And first of all, I want to tell you what people actually call there penises. <laughs> and there's some pretty interesting ones here. We have rumple foreskin. <laughs> we have anaconda, banana, baseball bat, big boy, big guy, ratwurst, Chuck Dickens, Dickens Hilton. I don't even know where that one came from. Excalibur, firehouse, franks and beans. That was funny. Goldfinger, Indiana bones, jackhammer, John Johnson, Joystick, Knob Goblin, Crawl the Warrior, Leroy, Little Man, Lollipop, Hammer of Thor, Hercules, Long Dong Silver, Long Stick, Magic Mike, Magic Stick, Meat Stick, Mini Meat, Mount Vesuvius, One-Eyed Pete, One-Eyed Monster, One-Eyed Trouser Snake, Pepperoni, that's a one. Uh, pickle, Pocket Rocket, Popsicle, Python, Swat, Skin Flute, Spicy, uh, Stiffy, Third Leg, Thor, Tree Trunk, Tuna Can, Wee Man, Wiener Spitzel, and Willie and Zeus. Okay, Jay, what do you call yours? Little Elvis. Why? The King. <laughs> What's that? It's the King. Because he's the King. All right. You know what I was, you know what I, you know what I was going to call it? What? I was going to call it, I was going to call it Secret. Snuggle puppy, cat flaps, 
what dogs, udders, spaniels, ears, mosquito bites, newbies, the girls, buds, norks, maracas, yeah, I like that one, stems, uh, tickle bitties, fun bags, oh, that's horrible, bazookas, breadsticks, bazookas too, juggernauts, peaks, knockers, nungas, nungas, uh, must be Spanish, Caddy Bojangles, Bongos, Babylons, Nipple Holsters, Lifesavers, Shoulder Boulders, Muchachas, Dirty Pillows, Naughty Pillows, Two Old Socks, and Frick and Frack. Okay, Brandy, you're up. What do you call yours? <laughs> I call them the dogs, because when I take out the bra, it's like letting the dogs out. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay, so what oh, do yeah. women nickname their vaginas? Okay, we have Pom Pom, Lulu, Muffy, Muffin, Hoo Hoo, Coochie, Fart Bottom, Rose Garden, and Dandy, Cosmic Matrix, Dickhole, Twinkle, Growler, Moroccan Tangerine, Cookie, Fancy Bit, The Velvet Volvo, Dirty Clam, Tuna, Fishy Charlie, Axe Wound, and Vagistel. Okay, Brandy, you're up. Ax- uh, well, it's just a honeypot. There you go. Better than ox wound. There we go. So we now know but, that. You know, you know, it's kind of like poo bear. He always looks pretty safe down in the honeypot. <laughs> right. There we go. So, okay. So what else do we got for topics here? Jay, do you have any other topics you want to talk about? I want to hear my joke. Yes. We want to hear your joke. Okay. okay. I've alienated the f*** out of everybody, so why not one more? Patrick. 49-year-old man walks into the bar at the end of the day, really suppressed. Sean, the bartender, says, Patrick, what can I get for you? Give me a whiskey. Take the whiskey, plant it back, plant the shot glass on the table. He says, son of a bitch, I just found out my eldest. Patrick's like, tapping him on the shoulders. And a couple of weeks later, Patrick walks back in the bar. Sean, make it a double. Take the whiskey, plant it back. I just found out my, my other son's gay. Sean just shakes his head. Sorry, man. So three weeks later, he walks in and, Sean, give me a whiskey. Fill it to the top. Sean looks at him and says, son of a bitch, man. He says, doesn't anybody in your family like pussy? He says, yeah, my wife. <laughs> he got it. Great. <laughs> okay. That's great. Going to hell. He the f*** out of everybody. Oh, going to hell. Oh, f- I got tickets already. Hey, Brian. Yeah, Brian. You didn't bother. You didn't tell us what you call your dick. Oh, that's yeah. true. <laughs> okay. Well, you see, I'm a big, big fan of Sylvester Stallone. So I call mine Rocky because he takes a licking, but he always gets back up. <laughs> <laughs> of course, beating so much. Yeah. Why, <laughs> you know? There you go. Or fall off. So I got a, I got a couple more things, guys, that you, um, I did some research on some X-rated stores in the, in the world of names. And there's some pretty funny ones out there. You know, sometimes I have so much time to do during loads and I just kind of, you know, just check out things and, and this is kind of one of them. So I just wanted to let you know, about some of the store names that I came up with uh, from around the world. The first one, I think this is so funny, 
this big slogan in the window that says, I got my crabs from Dirty Dick Crab House, seafood restaurant. Wow. Yeah. Then there's Soon Fat, Chinese restaurant. We have Fart. It's a confectionery store. Okay. We have Beck Off. It's a pub in the United Kingdom. Um, this one I love. Pussies and Bitches. It's a pet shop. Okay. And then we have Doggy Styles. That must be the pet shop around the, the other corner. Hair to Die For with D-Y-E. It's a hair salon. Uh, off Your Head Barbershop. Okay. A couple of Indiana Jeans clothing store. Top Buns Pastry Shop. This one you'll love, Brandy. Foreskin Clothing Shop. Oh, Lord. Okay. Yeah, you'll love this one. Master Bait and Tackle. Fishing <laughs> Rack. Okay. Um, here's one. A Salt and Battery Seafood Shop. Here's another one for you, Brandy. You shop at a woman's clothing store called Cervix? Oh. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> now, this is one Jay and I can attest to. We have seen this in the United States. It's Come and Go. It's a convenience yep. store. And they spell it K-U-M. So bizarre. Yep. Yep. And then there's the Come oh, part. That's okay. Go ahead. I got one for you. That's a gas station. I actually met my first husband there, and I was working there. Okay. It's called Flash and Dash, and it's down there in Hartshorn, Oklahoma. Flash and Dash. Okay. That's flash nice. and Dash. Yes, Flash and Dash. Um, then there's the Cum Park Plaza. Um, that's a shopping mall with the C-U-M spell. Weird. Mega Fox retail <laughs> store. I can't even... This is in the UK. They get away with so much swear words in the UK. We have it's Fart meaning. Taco. It, 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 has a, it has a totally different meaning there. It does. Wouldn't you like to eat a fart taco, Jay? <laughs> oh, man. You got something? Spit it out. Oh, man. There is a pub in Europe called the The No. And uh, I am not kidding you. And on the menu... They have the grilled twat of lamb. <laughs> wow. I am not shitting you. I am you not. I knew there was a reason I, I didn't like lamb. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't remember the name of it. I saw it on Facebook a long time ago, and it just I laughed so goddamn hard. So I googled it, and I just found out I, they have a whole huge web page. So basically, a shout out to these folks. I love the handle. <laughs> if I ever get over to Europe, I'm stopping there for a Guinness. But I got a couple more. Um, we got hand job. What do you think that is, Brandy? Sounds like a mechanic shop. No, it's a nail salon. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. We have skinny dicks. What do you think that is, Will? Why are you looking skinny at me? Dicks. <laughs> <laughs> I have no clue. The dog hotel. Okay. Uh, then, then we have suck. Bang and blow. What do you think that is, Brandy? <laughs> no clue. Restaurant and hair salon. Okay. Um, and then we have the Pooping. What do you think that is, Jay? Pooping. That's got to be a Chinese restaurant. You are correct. Ding, 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 ding. Um, but hey, if we're all going to go to the liquor store, we've got to go to Bunghole Liquor. I'm not drinking anything with the with the begins in bunghole. Okay. What about the glory hole? What do you think that is, guys? <laughs> I'm a bar. 
Randy, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it's a storm, Randy. Believe it or not, it's a church center. Is that the craziest one you've ever heard? Yes, yes. And there's Flores Gump. Okay, who knows that one? Flores Gump. Flores Gump? Yeah, Flores Gump. That's a flower store. It's a flower store. Flower store, right. Hey, Hair Force One. What do you got is Hair Force One. That's a barber. A hair store? Yes, Will. Will's got one. Okay, British Airways. That's an airplane. (laughs) Nope, nope, it's not. Oh, shit. British Airways. Oh, salon. Sun tanning shop. You're close. You're close. Okay, all right. Um, This one's interesting. Iron Maiden. What is that, guys? Uh, A barn. Nope. Professional ironing service. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And the last one, the Lord of the Rent. What is that one? Laundromat? Yeah. Laundromat. Excellent. Wow. Excellent. And here's the last one, and this is an actual clock store. I love cocks. <laughs> That's a clock store. That's a clock store in, in United Kingdom. I knew you guys wouldn't get it, because it has some smart-ass mark on that one, I'm sure. So. Mm-hmm. You bet. Well, yeah. Brian, in, in Vancouver, I don't know if it still exists, this is many, many years ago, there used to be a Asian distributor of Asian uh, food, spices, and things like that, and their trucking company was called <laughs> U-Transport. <laughs> I am not shitting you. That's it funny. Was, but it was spelled F-U-K. Right. Right. But still, I mean, it, first time I saw that, uh, pretty much drove, almost drove off the road last so, week. Those are my topics for today, guys. I do want to give a, another shout-out we call these pylon shout-outs, okay? And if you don't know what pylon shout-outs are, basically they're just people that are listening to our podcast from all over uh, Canada and the United States and the United Kingdom. And we have got some pylon shout-outs to make. Now, if you guys got any pylon shout-outs of, of people that are listening to the podcast that you know of, you can shout-out uh, a pylon as well. Now, you want to get the colors right, though. Because we want to be politically correct, okay? And I don't know if you remember the pylon shout-outs and how I did it, but basically a red meant, you know, a woman, a blue meant a man, brown was uh, a, a racial, then we had the purple, which was transgender, and, and so on, okay? So we're not doing it. It should be it should be flat. I think, yeah, well, that, that might be. But basically, we're not trying to discriminate. We're trying to say individually we shout out to you guys and that's why I did it that way so I wanted to give a, a, a an excellent excellent brown pylon shout out to my my, my new buddy uh, in uh, Calgary uh, Suru Chi uh, for what she did for me uh, I just can't I just can't stress the five star services just over the top I do want to give uh, a red pylon shout out to um, Ellen from Calgary Alberta Canada and by the way, she sent me a text, guys, and she's going to do a bit of a giveaway for us. And it was really kind of cool. And I want to go over this with you. Basically, she's got a product, she, and I'm, I would like to help her out with it. Uh, I haven't tried out this liquid collagen myself, but you can check out the results in the comments. And we'll post this on, you know, Highway Freaks on Facebook. 
She said it helps with hair, nails, skin, gut health, energy, reduce cravings, inhibits fat storage, and promotes muscle and joint pain. And she has some 10% off codes if you're interested and you want to give it a try. So I'll put this up on the Highway Freaks Facebook page. And if you're interested, just all you got to do is put down a comment or email us and we can see that, uh, you know, you might want to, you know, get one for 10% off. So it's a good start. It's a good start. So as far as uh, blue pylon shout-outs from my buddy Mark from Vancouver Island, uh, we got a blue shout-out to my cousin Steve from London. He's a big, huge Toronto Maple Leafs fan. Thinks he's going to win the Stanley Cup every year. Um, the red pylon to Heidi from Brooks. Uh, red pylon to Jolene from Winnemucca, Nevada. Okay. We got another red pylon to Carol Jean from Cherokee Village, Arkansas. Uh, blue pylon to our friend Arthur Babbitt. I'm sure uh, Jay knows who that is from oh, Montana. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We got a red pylon to Brenda from the state of Maryland. We got a blue to Matt from Chicago, Illinois. And we got a blue to my brother, Chad, in New Brunswick. He just started listening to my podcast. Thanks, Chad. And we got a red to my mom, Margaret, for spending an awesome, awesome Thanksgiving with her. And, um, Mom, if uh, you do listen to this podcast, because uh, I know some people have uh, kind of let you listen, J-Man is going to take you out for dinner real soon. The only thing I can get out that way. Okay, so that's all I, I have to say, guys. Go ahead, Brandy. Yes, I have a red and blue combo shout-out for Boss Lady and Big Papa's Okie Coke Dispensary here in Muskogee, Oklahoma. They help a lot of families, and they help a lot of medical marijuana patients, and they have a cancer program to where they help cancer patients get their medical marijuana cards and products at a very discounted price so that they're able to deal with their pain and chemo and all that stuff a lot easier. That is excellent. What are you, Jay? Well, I think I shall give out a, 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 a shout-out. Um, the Debbie Atkins, that's, that's, my, that's my ex-wife, fantastic lady. Now, she went in yesterday and had four teeth ripped out of her head. And then, yeah, and then went to work, opened her restaurant, and stayed open for eight hours. That's mm. impressive. That's impressive. That I got. And not only is she a fantastic uh, chef, She's one tough bird, man. Oh, um, well, I think she broke my nose one. <laughs> I'll tell you that story next week. We should. <laughs> we should. Uh, yeah. I still laugh about we, uh, we We both still laugh about that, actually. It, it's very comical. And how about you, Will? Yeah, I, I want to go ahead and give a quick uh, city and state shout-out right now to all of our listeners. So I'm going to name off all the cities and states, uh, starting from Canada going all the way down. So I want to shout out uh, to Calgary, uh, London, Ontario, Vancouver, Chestermere, Toronto, and Brampton, Ontario. Uh, for states, we got, uh, I want to shout out Ashburn, Boardman, San Jose, Newport, Baltimore, Spring Grove, Muscogee, <laughs> Oxnard. And, you know, I, I, this may freak a little bit of our listeners out, but uh, shout out to the ones that are using VPN while listening to our podcast. We appreciate you. And uh, also to Brussels, Belgium. Belgium is supporting us right now, too. So shout out to them. And uh, that'll be about it. That, that's well, I quite alarming. That's good. Well, um, and well I, I, I do got I to say one thing. 
and you can probably hear it in my voice, yes, I'm in a very foul, not because of where I am, but this whole f***ing trick is goddamn bad. You know, I'm on my 17th day, just from going to, going from Calgary, I left on the 8th, I'm only getting back to, from, I went down to Laredo, and I'm only getting back Blaine border today, the 21st. I won't even be able to cross until tomorrow. Trucking is not a complete science, and it's not yeah, a 95 yeah, you know job. You know what? I'm going to say this right now. The trucking gods have basically grabbed me, beat the living f- out of me, screwed me like a f***ing donkey, and have left me for dead. Um, <laughs> And, and yet, and yet, you, you're still rising. By the way, guys, you have to talk about our Halloween podcast coming up. It's going to be interesting. I'm going to put everybody on the spot right now. I know that Zed the Zombie is definitely going to make an appearance. Whether he stays for the whole 90 minutes for the podcast, we're not sure. But uh, Zed the Zombie is coming back from the grave 40 years later, literally. And he is bizarre. Okay, Brandy is Witch Hazel going to make an appearance? She most likely will. She's a little finicky though, so you never know. Hey, 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 hey! I thought Bugs Bunny turned you into a hot rabbit. Oh no, that, that wasn't Bugs. That was Roger Rabbit. Just a okay. no. And um, you know, we got some ghost stories we're going to tell. Uh, trucker ghost stories. And uh, we might have a special guest. We're working on a few things. So that, um, I'm really hoping that one comes through. Me too. Me too. So um, stay tuned because we are going to have the Halloween podcast coming up on the weekend of October 28th when I'll be home on days off. And, yeah, that's, that's pretty much all I got to say. So, so awesome for you guys to just listen uh, for 90 minutes going down the road. And that's what I re- recommend for anybody uh, listening to this podcast. Just put it on. And, you know, all you got to do is listening to it while you're in traffic. You get that road rage, man. You start listening to our podcast. I guarantee you're going to be laughing your ass off within minutes. And, you know, that, that's the whole idea. Is we want to entertain you guys. And if there's something you don't like or if you're offended, tell us about it. Okay? Get on your high horse. Tell us. Email it to us. Okay? We don't care. Okay. Yeah, they, yeah, they can. They can. They can tell me that they're a fan. Yeah, yeah. you know, if you want to give a shit, at least we know you're out there listening. So um, yeah. that's that's one thing that that I, I like. Uh, there's there's no bad PR here. So whatever you guys feel about this podcast, let us know because we are going to continue to do it, and we're going to continue to have fun. Uh, we might offend some people, but you know what? What's life without a little controversy? As I always say. Any words, Brandy? Well, you want to say anything to your freaks and geeks, Brandy? Uh, they all know that I love them and that I'm always here thinking of them. There you go. Okay, so the last part of uh, the podcast here, we usually ended off with the chapter of my book called Temporary Satisfaction. Um, I met this guy, Jasper Stevenson, over well over 40 years ago. He had quite an eclectic life, and um, I'm reading you the book. Uh, from it, uh, excerpts out of the book, uh, each chapter, as it was told by him. Okay, so we're going to start with uh, the other part of chapter one. 
So here we go. Still with an extra mouth to feed and both working, they were now saddled with a real problem. My mom and dad were having quite a time with after-school daycare with not only myself, but now they had a newborn too. My mom ended up staying home taking care of Chuck and, me, and I for a while as my dad worked. Back then, the average income for a family was around $7,000 a year. Gas was about 32 cents a gallon, and the big luxury item to add to your kitchen was, you guessed it, a dishwasher for about $120. Just buying a new car costs you about $2,650, so times were really tough. Additionally, in just over six months, my parents were going through a great deal of other problems in the living arrangements at my father's parents' home. It was eventually decided that they needed to find a new place to live. Back then, we moved to our first house on Ken Mackenzie Ave. My mom and dad had purchased this little two-little bedroom a bungalow for a mere $7,900, which was directly across from the fairgrounds. Our neighbors were the Compels, whom had five teenage boys and one girl. There was Carrie, Calvin, Benny, Jim, Fred, and Debbie, led by the father Jan and the mother Betsy. Consequently, Carrie and Calvin would become like big brothers to us as we hung out with them often in those days. Beside them were a Polish-speaking family, the Wachowiats, who had four teenage girls and one teenage boy. The girls were Bella, Sue, Julia, and Fallon, followed by the oldest son, Tito. However, with mom and dad buying the new house, things money-wise were coming to a crunch, so it was my mother who had to go back to work. She would have to ditch her, min her miniskirt for more appropriate business attire. Meanwhile, they would have to find daycare for my brother Chuck and I when they were both working. Her name was Rhonda Bolsock, and this woman became quite significant until I was five years old. She was the one that basically took care of Chuck and I. Not your typical daycare either, where you drop off your child and pick him or her up after school, because we partially lived at her home for half weekdays instead. My mom had a job in the cafeteria at Woolworths at the time, and my dad worked at King Seagrave as an architect designing fire trucks. Mom just had recently had my brother Chuck, who was just over six months, and I was just about two years of age, obviously unable to take care of ourselves. They had to do something, so it was agreed that we would be sent to Rhonda at her husband Gil's home for daycare. My dad dropped off my brother Chuck and I at Rhonda's house Monday through Friday, just before he went to work. Dad would be carrying my brother Chuck, who was sitting in a pink clothes basket, all bundled up in his jammies. They couldn't afford a stroller, so I was holding my dad's hand as we walked to the back door of our house. A kind, thoughtful, young-looking lady came to the door smiling, and we knew her right away. She was quite welcome as our substitute caregiver now. Rhonda had two sons, Dick and his older brother Andy, as well as a husband we didn't really see much of. Meanwhile, Chuck and I were taken care of by Rhonda for about five years until I was old enough to attend kindergarten. It was Rhonda's younger son, Dick, that walked me to my first kinder kindergarten class at some elementary school nearby. It wasn't very far from Rhonda's house, just a few blocks up this hill, then we were at class. My first school attended was Hillcrest Public School. This was my first school, but I had very poor muscular control and often appeared to be tired in class. When it came to holding my crayons and pencil, I was often corrected for doing it the wrong way. Consequently, I often shouted out things quite often as I craved the spotlight. 
My kindergarten teacher was Mrs. Champagne, and she was constantly helping me to put on my shoes and boots long after the, all the other kids and their parents had left. I was a daydreamer in the, in the classroom, too, especially at nap time. I kept everybody awake with my non-staff howling and cackles. It was also that point in my life that I needed constant attention, although I never understood why. I probably should have been diagnosed with ADD, Attention Deficit Disorder, but at that time, it wasn't even thought of. Likewise, I only attended kindergarten for half a day, usually in the mornings. Then I walked back to Rhonda's house, but it seemed to be just a bit more than she could handle at times. It was eventually agreed that I would be going over to my Aunt Bree's home for the other half of the day. Nonetheless, my dad usually picked me up on his lunch hour and dropped me off for the afternoon up to about 5 o'clock. My aunt ran a very successful in-home daycare. She always had the cool toys that I enjoyed playing with there, too. It seems that the small yellow plastic shapes, which she purchased from Regal for kids, ended up being the ones that I usually wanted to play with. The problem was the other children started grabbing the good toys, such as the Gumby and Pokey, along with the Disney coloring books. I usually got the blue steer ball, the one where you had to fit the star, the octagon, the square, and the triangle shapes into their respective holes. If I got bored, which happened a great deal, I found a jigsaw puzzle to amuse myself with. My Aunt Bree often observed me doing my own thing, but had very little interaction with the other kids there. It must have been my choice because no one ever forced me to make new friends. Like I said before, I've always been a bit of a loner or a straight duck. It probably wasn't a normal thing being alone by myself back then because it certainly wouldn't be considered healthy either. After two years had passed, Chuck started out in kindergarten and I was in grade two. So again, we trekked to school from Rhonda's house. Oddly enough, the weirdest thing that my jogs my memory out of our time being looked after by Rhonda was not the homemade meals cooked at lunch or anything like that. As a matter of fact, it's a certain song that will always remind me of her house. Cecilia, sung by Simon and Garfunkel, is a song I can't forget. It was about a guy who had his girlfriend, but suddenly, without warning, she broke up with him. That was probably the first indication of what a relationship between a man and a woman actually meant to me. And playing it constantly got in my head of what couples are about. Nevertheless, my brother Chuck and I visited them a great deal in those days. I mean, it was quite normal to find them sitting at the kitchen table in the mornings. They were constantly talking in their native Polish tongue, while my brother and I indulged in their motherland sausage while drinking tea. Although that was where I first learned to learn some of the Polish language and phrases like they use quite often, daimi tea or daimi kalbasa, translated in English is, may I have a cup of tea? and some Polish sausage. It was dear sweet Selena Wachovia who taught me that phrase. She was always in the kitchen fixing baked goodies and tidying up. 58 years later, I just still can't get that out of my head. I should also mention our unusual neighbor, Old Tom, an elderly single gentleman who lived alone. Instead of chumming around with my other friends, kids my age, I found it more intriguing to visit old Tom, usually just after I came home with school done for the day. We watched episodes of Gilligan's Island while munching on peanut butter and jam sandwiches, washed down with glasses of milk. 